You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 120 of star wars and scotch tim did you ever notice the dichotomy of our two rooms you are like stooped in darkness and purple sith lights and i'm have the sun shining on me constantly oh i noticed notice that yeah i noticed when we get like a, to the 9 a.m mark um you are oversaturated with sunlight oh yeah like, and there's G- like there's... jesus himself is hanging out outside i have sunshades and they're all down and it's still doing that thanks florida sun so mm-hmm. uh i mean i could turn my light off but then paul gets mad at me when i turn well, my light so off. so this is the difference between a room with windows and a room with no windows there you go but no windows and also... no doors <laughs> Find a way out. I haven't been on that in like years, and I don't see myself going on it next time because my kids don't like scary. I'm putting on a mansion. Oh, what a classic! I know. And then the line has been ridiculous for it lately. So, have you ever hot topic kids like you want to go on it? Have you ever gone through? (laughs) Fuck you, Kevin. Have you ever gone through the haunted mansion when they don't do the elevator room sequence? No. So weird. So yeah. Yeah, so in um, in Florida, that room actually doesn't move. Um, yeah, it, no. it, it, sorry, it doesn't the move down. The, the, the walls actually go up. In LA, the room actually goes down. It's an actual it's an elevator. elevator. Correct. Mm-hmm. So in Florida, you can literally just, the door when the doors just open up, you can just walk right through. And so I went to the Magic Kingdom to watch Amy do a race. And so they didn't <laughs> check any tickets. They're like, oh, you can come watch your runner. I'm like, okay, cool. What do I do now? And I just wandered around the park because they didn't ticket me. And so I got, I just, I rode all the rides without anyone there. And so I just oh. walked right on to Haunted Mansion. It was really cool. It was like, it was, I just wish they would do that because man, the line would just move so much faster. Yeah, for real. That room's cool, but that line sucks ass. I've also, I've also been in that room like probably a hundred times at this point. So kind of know it by heart. There's always my way. <laughs> Or the end. There's always room for one more. Nine hundred and ninety-nine uh, happy Hans. Anyway, welcome back to Star Wars. Yeah, it's that's that's Tim up, Kevin. Um, or what are you drinking this morning? Um, I'm actually drinking a, a cappuccino that I made mm-hmm. with a bow breaker. Ooh, ooh, fancy. Thank you. I'm drinking Trevor. Gross. Well, if you would like some Trevor juice, you can head over to King's Coast. Co- I'm going to get in trouble for this one. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good. That's Trevor's Mayday Roast, kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, we got a little special treat coming for you at the end of the month, beginning of next month. So stay tuned for that. If you're part of the King's Club, you'll find out before everybody else. Maybe you should become part of the King's Club, King's Coast Ooh. Coffee. How do they do, how do they do that? How do they become a part of the King's Club? Go to kingscoastcoffee.com and go to the navigation link at the top and click around and join the King's Club. Yeah, just, just click around. Click, just click. Well, it's, click it's, around. it's intuitively navigated. If you go to more, you can go to King's Coast Coffee subscription and click it. It's going to take you to the King's Club and then you could join and then you don't have to worry about your coffee order because we'll just ship it right to your front door. There you go. Bang, bang, boom, done. You don't have to worry about it. There it just it shows is. up. Just yes. shows up. 
It's yes. there. Yes. It's like black magic, dark magic, coffee, dark. See what I did there? Hmm. GCXevent.com. Tickets are on sale now. You can uh, hang out with Tim at GCX this year and some of his friends like Dr. Lupo. Uh, you, you can stare at me from a distance. Uh, we're gonna, we're probably going to do the temple again. And like, like we'll make eye contact as I walk by. I'm like, hey, mm. what's up? I talked to a, a, like a prop stylist the other day, so we'll probably do the temple again. Oh, come on. Do we have to? Why not? You want to do that? So creepy. Like, what's with this weird tent over here, Tim? Like, I don't know. Just shut up. Things have to evolve over time. Tim's temple was like GCX itself in 2015. It was in a bar. It was in a tent. And, you know, eventually you'll have your own little cold room. It's getting very expensive. With human sacrifices and things of that nature. And dangerous, apparently. GCXevent.com slash tickets. Actually, I've seen a ton of people from Tim's community when I talk about it in chat that are like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, a lot of people are going this year. They didn't go last year. so A lot. A lot of people are going, so we keep hearing that. Hotel Block will be available very soon. Um, We apologize about that. We're working very hard to get that done. I will be at Rosen on Friday, so if it's not up by Friday, I will be verbally standing in the room. Just in the lobby going, I need my hotel block. So until they give it to us. be in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Uh, so, yeah, we're working hard at that. GCXevent.com slash tickets. Hopefully next episode for the first episode of Mandalorian season three, we will be able to announce the hotel block here. Also, April's around the corner, so that means Lab 77 is going to be doing stuff because I hear they do stuff on April 29th. That's the rumor around the office. I don't know the details yet. I don't even know if Tim knows the details, but you may want to stay tuned got. to Lab Move 77 on. for April. April 29th. That's 429 for those that don't know. Ironically, Tim's screen name is Darkness 429. Weird. Coincidence. I don't know. It's your birthday in April? <laughs> Happy birthday, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead, bud. This episode sucked. <laughs> I texted Kevin after I was done watching. I was like, I've lost interest. Yeah, there was, was nothing driving. in that episode that made me like just go, yeah, that was good. Like I was, was using just... my voice chat while I was driving with with Tim, and I was like, I saw your name pop up, and he was like, he hated the episode. <laughs> just, like I just. I've just gotten to the point where it's just like these these, these aren't int- these are like the equivalent of the Jar Jar Binks episodes in Clone Wars. They're side quests. They're just yeah, but they're not even like they just got they're just boring at this point. It just they they feel repetitive. It feels just like monotonous be. tasks. There was no point. There's not like it didn't drive anything other than them getting the Milano back. That didn't need to be two episodes. I will say that the no. second part was I was going to get real pissed off if they lost their ship. I was like, come on, not everyone yeah, in the Star Wars oh, universe needs to lose their ship. Um, I like the quote at the end when um, Omega said that there's Makos all over the galaxy. It's not just the Empire. And then Tech said to her, you know, there's people like us. But that was like the highlight of the entire thing for me of both episodes. I liked, I liked Mako. I thought he was like, he's cool, like as like a crime lord. I mean, like he looked What neat. race was he though? I, I don't know. I didn't figure that in out. The, and the droids were really cool looking too. That was like, that was another thing that I, I made a mental note. I was like, security droids, very cool looking. Um, Cause they just, they, they looked, they looked unique and new and I, I didn't recognize them. Um, we, we learned about 
this guy skimming from the top, but I mean, it's still like it was just like the droids. The droids look like L three to me. Uh, Lando's droid with the uh, circular heads. No, but these had like these had like like they look like ninjas. They, they were like no, they did. But I'm saying the head shape and the oh. body, the way it moved, looked a bit like L three. I'm not saying that's what they were, but okay, that was the was closest like, thing. These are very different looking. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just. I don't I don't know what to say. I like I'm ti- I'm tired of saying that these were filler episodes. But like at what point are we going to say enough with the filler episodes cuz this is getting this is a, this is a little much in my opinion. Yeah. Um it's just like I don't know what we're doing with like it feels like season 2 for the Bad Batch there's only been maybe 3 episodes out of how many 10? Uh There's been like 3 episodes that t- Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think there's been like right. three or four episodes that have like really pushed the story along. But like the, everything else has just been like these fun little side quests that don't really do anything other than maybe a little bit of character development here and there. And I know we're working within a 27 minute time frame, but it's still it's just like was the Bad Batch season two created just to fill the dead air between. What was the last Disney show that came out? So my. Feeling Willow, my feeling is the Willow and and Mando. Yeah, because there's nothing from Marvel. I mean, there's other Disney shows coming out, but ones that. Oh, I guess there actually. There, I guess there's been other Disney shows that have been out. There was the the National Treasure show. There was. Uh, <laughs> there's a National Treasure show. Yeah, there's a National Treasure show. Is Nick Cage it's like, in it? It's, no, 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 no. It's like teenagers. Oh, I heard it's terrible though. Which, I mean, to be expected with National Treasure. I'm pulling up Disney Plus now. I don't think there's really been anything else on, on the app. Um, oh, Wakanda, I mean, like Wakanda Forever, but like show-wise? Yeah. It really is just, it's been nothing. Mm. Dance Moms. Do you know who watch Dance Moms on Disney Plus? No. Yeah. Is that the show where they mistreat their children? Yes. Got it. <laughs> yes. Sick. Yes. <laughs> awesome. It's another it's another moms live vicariously through their daughter's show. Yeah. Old old Bob really did a really good job with the lineup. <laughs> Freaking old Bob. Uh yeah, I mean it's it's I would have been fine with eight episodes of Bad Batch and they're all meaningful. I didn't need filler. If you want to go to twelve and throw a few fillers in there, cool. I would have been fine. But sixteen and like three have been meaningful out of ten. I don't want to say I'm disappointed, but you're losing me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the first season where I was like pretty interested. They went off and side quested. It was okay. This feels like a little too much. This feels like me playing a video game and why. No, it feels like Co Carnage playing a video game. Co is, is a perfectionist when it comes to video games and he has to clear the map more than I do. Oh, God. I didn't know and he read like here. Here's the kicker. Here's where I'm going with this. He reads all of the text. So like in Atomic Heart, you started it yesterday, too. When you go to the computers and you see the emails and stuff. Oh, I didn't Cole read those. Sit there. Cole will sit there and read the entire email oh, to his boy. chat. So the Bad Batch, <laughs> it's like a co-carded playthrough of a video game. Very complete. Lots of world building. All of the information you needed and also didn't need. All there. Those emails are really boring. 
I read the first two and I was like, this is not like Fallout where there's humor or anything. They're actually trying to make it's actual mm-hmm. business emails back and forth to people. Yeah. And then the company directories in every computer. And for some reason, I always click it and I'm like, why do I keep clicking it? But <laughs> I'm, I just, the, everything is I agree with okay. You. I agree with be, you. It's because of the, of the horny modification robot. So, oh my God, she wants to fuck so hard. It's like horrifying. It's it is it. It made me uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. I kept looking at the camera. Uncomfortable. I was just like, oh my god. I kept looking at the camera, going, "Is this real?" Right. TikTok was loving it. They're like, "Oh, little horny robot." Okay. Of course, TikTok loved it. TikTok loved the horny robot chat. Twitch chat was like, "Okay, this is this is all right." Okay, we're doing this. I was like, "We have to if we want to upgrade our weapons and continue playing the game." Thankfully, she's not always like that. She doesn't I always want to bang your, your brains out. All right. Well, I can't wait to get to that part. She, <laughs> when I saved yesterday, she was talking about putting stuff in her. And so anyway, Tomic Heart. Tomic Heart. Tomic Heart's great game. Uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, it's just it was just it felt very unnecessary. It felt like an episode that they had to push out, not that they wanted to push out. Right. Um, like, I, I don't know, like everyone a lot. I've seen a lot of people say on Twitter, like, this is just, like, Dave Filoni's sandbox at this point. And that's what it feels like. It just feels like it's just, like, this is just Dave Filoni's story that he, he's going to tell regardless of anyone's input. Um, Which is very George Lucas it. of him. Yeah, he's just he's just fucking going for it. Just full send. He's just like, I've got this idea for the Bad Batch, and I'm going to go to the end. But it, it's just, like, well, I, think, I feel like he had, like, I feel like he had a really great idea, and then he got halfway through, and then he was just like, oh, Fuck. I don't there are do many now. great minds in the world of storytelling that need people beside them saying no. Yeah. George Lucas was one. Mm-hmm. Dave is turning into that person. Another yeah. great one for you wrestling fans, Vince McMahon. He Ooh. overstayed his welcome and needed people to start saying no to him, but everyone was terrified of him. So he do you think almost... people are afraid to say no to Dave Filoni? Uh, I think Kathleen and, and John are probably the only two that feel okay saying no to him at this point and maybe mm. you know Iger. Yeah, I just don't know at the end. I, I don't I don't see the end game here with bad bad. Kevin Feige is becoming that person too. Oh I've noticed that. I think he's so frustrated that he can't you be <laughs> tangentially and this all applies to what we're talking about. I think with Kevin Feige it was you waited so long to hear Avengers assemble in Endgame. Oh it was yeah. Eleven year build up. And you've just done this, and it is of no fault of your own. It's because you hit that mountaintop, and that's oh, yeah, what everyone was definitely. waiting for. Uh-huh. So there wasn't anywhere to go but down. It's it's unfair to say anything otherwise. But when it comes to Marvel, you know they're trying to reinvent the world, but you've lost the interest of people because a lot of the heroes they're introducing are not the heroes we grew up reading in comic books. You're trying to recreate the entire world, so that's where you're struggling. We'll talk about this more at the end because Liam Neeson had some comments on it too. With Star Wars. It's having to rebuild the entire world against what everyone knew it as in one of the many disconnected canon things of whatever George Lucas was feeling was canon that week. So um, it's not an easy task, and I don't envy Dave Filoni, but I do think Dave Filoni is just doing what he wants and what he thinks is best. And I understand the idea of world building in an animated series. I get it. Um, and that might be why it was overlapped with Mandalorian now. Maybe it does have absolutely nothing to do with the story. It's so we all don't fall asleep 
<laughs> the wheel. I, I, that's how it feels. Like I just, I was, I was expecting some type of tie-in or like connection or not or anything to be like, oh, and Mandalorian's coming out next week. The but only like, thing I could see is that kid coming back because he said, if you ever need a thief, you know where I am. That's oh, the that would only be oh, that'd be interesting thing. That was it. That was it. Pretty, but, pretty like, old by that point. No, no, not even for Mandalorian. I meant like a later Bad Batch episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of got that vibe. That we, no, yeah, I kind of got that vibe that we see him again. Yeah, so that could be the only thing I could see we could get from that episode. Aside from that, it was pretty meh for me. It was pretty meh. I like even like even like meh. action sequence wise, like I, it, there was really nothing that happened. I was like, ah, that was fucking cool. Like when Hunter went diving for Omega, like that was neat. But like. That was really it. There wasn't really anything that happened this episode that made the 26 minutes of watch time worth it for me. Yeah. I mean... Like, I feel like we left the Bad Batch at such a high at season one, and we had that, like, that fun teaser. Like, what happened? I don't know. I really don't. I, w- I wish... I'm I just I'm very lost and like and like the whole like there's been no character development for Omega which sucks like wh- like I underst I understand what's going on in the world right now I feel like everyone understands what's going on they're getting rid of the clones they're phasing out the clones to get the TKs in but like why what else is going on like why is there no like we're we're saying that this is world building Where's the world building? World building in the sense that, like, this is a new planet. These are new species. Like, we didn't. Like even, I don't even know what. I don't even care what planet we were on with that last one. I don't know either. I'm not saying it's a good job of doing it. I'm just saying that's the only. That's all I got. Also, I was looking at something and I sent this to you because it's hysterical. It says the Bad Batch names according to Omega. It has their pictures. It says Hanta, Rika, Tick, Tick, Echo. Hunter. Hunter spelled H-A-N-T-A. Hunter. Yeah, if you want to learn Australian, this is a great way. Tick. Tick. T-I-C-K. Come on, Tick. So, I mean, does this cause the show not to be renewed? Does it cause them to move on? Obviously, the characters can be placed anywhere. I would like to see a poll on Star Wars fans' interest of the Bad Batch currently. It's just difficult to go from Andor which shocked yeah, our fans holy off. Shit. What a, Oh my God. What a high. bad batch. And then I guarantee you next week, we're going to be back to singing the praises of star Wars again. So, but I think, and I think you're right. I think going from Andor to bad batch was just like, that was a wake up call. It was just like, you, you just like, you were really enjoying some good shit, huh? Bam. Did Enjoyed. you finish battle for Jetta too? I've got an hour left. It's very okay. good. Okay. Yeah, and then you have two two of the best High Republic books, in my opinion, next to um, what's that one? Into the Dark, whatever it's called. Into the Dark was a fantastic. Did you did yeah. you see the 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 other? There's another book that's out called like Purge. Purge? No. Let me look. Um. Is it yeah, a young Jetta, teen book? I don't think so. Um. But Jetta's really good. I will say I get a little lost sometimes with all the voices. Um, I like that better than than. Oh the no, book, sorry, cata- sorry, cataclysm. My bad. Cataclysm. This one comes it- out. I'm gonna pre-order it so I have it. Oh yeah, April. Yeah, I pre-ordered it already. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so this is the next adventure of the High Republic set after the events of Convergence and the Battle of Jeddah. Perfect. Yeah, I uh, I pre-ordered that one. April, April 4th. Yeah, this is just like, so Battle of Jeddah seems to be just kind of like a play off of um, Convergence. Yes. It's, like, it's it's just like, it's like, it feels like it's just well, like a continuation or like, yeah, like the post-credits stuff. It's It's the... It's not even that. It's more. I don't want to say wrapping up the story because the IRM Arano story is not getting wrapped up. Um, it's it's continuing the IRM Arano story and kind of wrapping up this part of it, if you will. Yeah, I, I I like the direction they're going. I like that there's like this third party that's trying to sabotage the whole thing. And like it's a good it's a good book. It's it's well written. I mean, it's nice yep. and short too. It's doesn't it, it's not a big investment, which is seven nice. hours, six hours, something like that. Um, <clears throat> we have more Star Wars comics coming. Uh, September fifth, Dark Horse is doing Tales from the Death Star. Ooh, um, what's that? From be the about? destruction of Alderaan to the shadow of the Forest Moon, alien creatures, phantom starships, deadly artifacts, and vengeful spirits all stalk the halls of the infamous space station. Ooh, that sounds really good. That sounds like it's up Tim's alley big time. Yeah, I like that a lot. I'm assuming it's canon. Assuming, I would assume so. so. I mean, it's got the Disney sticker right on the front of it. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's canon, but it sounds a little, little creepy. I need to, I need to do more comics, man. Every time I sit down and read comics, I'm like this is fun, and then I, and then I stop doing it. And it's time. That's the problem. It's time. Yeah. It's very nice to sit with the iPad and just. Yeah, it's just it's really relaxing, especially when you have it on the, when you, when you get the app and like you download and it's just all in high res. You could like zoom in and look at all the detail and the artwork. Yep. Like it's really. It's therapeutic. I love sitting down on Saturday morning with coffee and doing that in my yard outside, just reading comics. But then someone comes yelling at me, Daddy, I didn't think about it. You know, then my immersion's broken. But I chose to have kids, so that's on me. Yeah, it's your fault. <laughs> High Republic Edge of Balance precedent is the next Star Wars manga, 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 manga. to be released from Viz on May 23rd. Holy shit, it will serve as one of, in the weeb force. It will serve as one. I am not a weeb. It will serve as one of the final stories in phase two of the High Republic uh, publishing initiative. I didn't read the first one. I'm not going to lie. It's just that's not my cup of tea. Is there I doubt, and and this is again, we can go back to Bad Batch with this. I doubt these have these like life changing, or oh, no. I should say, lore changing stories in them. It's just fun stories. Yeah, you're not like telling. you're not missing out on anything. It's just it it's the seasoning to the stories. It enhances it for you. Yep. So, um, that is uh, May twenty third. If you're into manga, 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 anime comics. <laughs> Oh, anime comics? I don't. That doesn't sound right. You're really pissing anime. people off right now. I can feel it. Anime. There's. You can feel the disturbance in the. I in feel the, the weeb force. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's sitting behind his desk right now, throwing himself out the window, listening punching, to this, punching at the air. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't May when Visions comes out too, or is that June? Yes, it's May June. the fourth, Kevin. Visions. May the fourth. May the 4th. So Visions comes out on May the 4th. May the 4th of Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, shit. Calm down, Disney. I'm not going to go to the theaters and watch it. 
you know, there was a whole thing yesterday. Uh, I need to go back to Disney May Plus. May 5th is Guardians. Um, There's a whole thing yesterday about how people are going to stop going to the movies to see Marvel movies and just wait for them to come on Disney Plus. I watched a whole, I read a whole thread. Yeah, it's um, so much from Ant Man because people were like, it wasn't. It's it's a fine movie, but it was not worth going to the theater for. It was the general consensus that I was gathering. So, um, you know, there's there's movies like Endgame and stuff like that where you're like, I got to see this in the theater. Um, I heard Wakanda Forever was a you should see it in the theater movie. I'm gonna pop it on Disney Plus. I haven't watched it yet because I'm not caught up. I like to watch it all in order. And right now I am like dick deep in The Last of Us and I have one episode Sundays to catch up. Just watch that last night and it's, it was good. How, how emotionally scarred are you? Um, So they, man, I don't want to ruin this. Don't give it away. I either, not, it's either the Wyoming part of the game or they bringing in more flashback filler stuff or they're inventing a whole new portion, which I'm totally fine with. No, it was, it was in, it was in line with the events of the game. They just okay. like, they shortened some stuff and then tweaked it. They made it, they I made it, care. they made it work for the show. Yeah, it's fine. A- Amy was emotionally scarred. Oh, my Me. wife after- after Henry and Sam, I, you knew what was coming. Oh, I knew as soon what was as coming. I, as soon as I saw the hotel, it jogged my memory, and I was like, "Oh no!" And Amy Wait. goes, "What?" And I go, "Don't worry about it." It didn't click who they were until he said their names, and I was like, "Oh no, not this story! Anything but th- this is the one thing you could have left out." Yeah, I couldn't remember how it how it happened. I, that whole part like just lost. I was like, "Oh, they they do they live off happily ever and after?" The- I can't remember. The church and the the sniper was like I remembered that vividly from the game. Also, that's all Pittsburgh. That's there's no Kansas City in the game. It's all Pittsburgh, right? If I remember correctly, I don't. I honestly don't. There's only four locations. It it's Boston, Pittsburgh, Wyoming, and and Washington are the four. I like I I like that they made Kansas City. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Again, yeah. this is what I was gonna say. Neil Druckmann is a director and producer on the show. Neil Druckmann is the one who wrote the Last of Us story yeah. for the video game. Neil uh-huh. Druckmann can do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Because it still works. Yeah. It works. Tell the story made, a different he, way. He made it work. It could be just an alternate universe where just some of the events change just a little bit. What's her name was was a new character? Kathleen? Yes. The, she was the, a brand new the character. The woman in Kansas City, the like the the leader. Yeah, I have a feeling. I know we're going off a tangent here, but We'll talk about celebration in a second. I have a feeling that she is the introduction of the type of person that we're going to meet when we eventually meet Abby. Like they're showing. Yes, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think she's going to be she's going to be one of those like leaders that move on to that next thing where she's always going to be like that overarching um, antagonist. Where it's like like her and Joel will only ever like they'll cross paths very lightly, but it won't actually like nothing will happen until we get to like the main Ellie story. Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. And for those of you that haven't played the game, have fun getting to that part. Uh, Christ, I'm so ready to watch Amy's face for that one. My wife goes after she's sitting on the couch like this with uh, um, Henry and Sam like this at the end. And I'm just sitting there like this because once he had his back to the window, I was like, here we go. (laughs) Arms crossed, didn't even flinch. Mm. Knew it was going to happen. Joel pleading with him. I was like, this is just like it goes down in the game. It's no different. And she's like, like shaking, like traumatized. So I put my arm around her and I go, this isn't the worst thing that's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, turns to me horrified and goes, what? And I go, 
this is nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I'm, I'm, again, spoilers. I'm of the mind that that Joel scene, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just going to say the Joel scene the is Joel going scene's gonna be, to it's go gonna, on too long. It's going to be like, it's, walk, it's going to be like Walking Dead level kind of traumatizing. I think it's going to be Sansa getting level of uh, traumatizing. Oh, Remember fuck. how the camera panned away? We didn't even see anything. Yeah. You just heard it during the credits and you're like, this yeah. is going on too long and I'm beyond yeah. uncomfortable. It was very, it was very off-putting. And, so that's how uh, I think we're going to feel. Yeah. And uh, this is a great time for us to take an ad break. So uh, we're going to pay some <laughs> bills and well, when we come back, we'll be talking about Star Wars Celebration. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out Daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. No, it's not. And after that brand control meeting, we're back. I'm going to talk about Star Wars Celebration. Carl Weathers is going to be there. Have you ever wanted to meet Apollo Creed? Well, you got to go to London. Um, I should have said Grief Cargo, but he'll always be Apollo Creed to me. I just, I can't. Can you separate so when he, him? So when he like walks around, do you just imagine him in spangly pants? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm waiting. I'm waiting now for I, him. Now I will, I will not be able to unsee that now. Thank you. I'm waiting for him to turn to Mando and be like, don't throw in the towel. <laughs> And then somebody else pops out of the court like, that's that's another scene that messed me up as a kid. I was like, yeah, why did he throw in the towel? Are you going to save Apollo? Yeah, he's dead. He died. Spoilers. Dead. I, will, I will break you. <laughs> I must break you. Uh, so Carl Weathers will be there. Uh, Brian Herring, who is BB-8. Now, he is BB-8 Sorry? the beeping noise or BB-8 rolling like- around in a costume? Okay, hold on. So there was an actual actor that was R2-D2. Like, he actually sat inside It's the Willow. Can. It's Warwick Davis. Yeah. Oh, he's so, the puppeteer for BB-8. No one gives a shit about the person who holds the remote control. They just want to meet the robot. Tim, he looks exactly like you'd think he looks. I want he looks you to like Google BB-8? Him. No, no. I just want you to Google him. Here. No, no. Don't Google what's him. His, what's his name? Hold on. This I have to show you this picture because he looks exactly like. Right, you make think sure we looks. make sure we bring it up on screen so people can see that we're watching this on YouTube. I'll send it to Paul so he has it for the edit. But like, he looks exactly like you think he would look. Why are you texting this to me? Because it's easier. To oh, he does per- look like BB-8. <laughs> there you go, Paul. I'm, I'm kidding. Too. I'm kidding. He just he looks he like looks he really like a loves. Puppeteer he looks BB-8. like he really loves robots and puppets. I don't understand how this man can claim fame for controlling a robot. 
Why don't like, you go to you his Q&A and ask him? You don't see animators like doing like appearances. Like yes, I animated. Do. Says who? Now we when you had, have a hundred. Now when you have a hundred people that are working on animating Yoda, we had the animators from from Marvel Comics at GCX this year. That's different. That's different. Those okay. are like artists. That's like a Monet of uh, like you know, of our time. Like I, this guy just controls a a robot. <laughs> you heard it here. Puppeteers are not artists. <laughs> I don't understand. What are you going to ask this guy? Paul, so try and book this like guy being... for the podcast. <laughs> Holy shit. Paul, please make that happen. I really want to have this conversation. I wonder, I wonder if he's going to be like Anthony Davis. And he's like really like that's his entire brand is like he is C-3PO. Just, like, yeah, but Anthony Davis like, is a phenomenal job of riding the wave for I, 30 years, 40 years. I know. <laughs> but still, like it's just... All right, good for him. And then uh, Samantha Alien, Alien, she was the stormtrooper, being the first female. Oh, she's the first female stormtrooper for the Disney Star Wars era. Okay, that's kind of significant. Um, Sorry, I said Davis. I meant Daniels. I was like Anthony Davis. That's a basketball player. Yes, no, Daniels. 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 Um, so yeah, it's Anthony Daniels. Kim. I know. She's- Sorry. She was the first female stormtrooper, and she's been the female stormtrooper throughout all the Disney Star Wars movies. That's awesome. So she'll be there. Um, And if you're at Celebration, you can uh, find the booking link if you'd like to uh, go to their meet and greet in the episode description. So uh, Paul, pop that in there with Nick and uh, do the whole thing. Again, we're not going to Celebration. That's really really good fan service, Kevin. I know we wanted to go to Celebration, but Tim and I were like... I just really wanted to go to London. Same I did, but like April, London, everything going on. Yeah, it's it not like, a good idea. It's a terrible well, idea. Yeah. We'll go to London at a different time. No, it's a different time. A different, another time and another place. A different time, Kevin. Uh, on that note, yesterday, in, in, in this wasn't really announced. It was just in a footnote, but it's um, uh, the Star Wars celebration was answering questions or Q&A or something on their website. Uh, and in the article, it said, with the next Star Wars celebration not taking place until 2025, you'll have plenty of time to work on your cosplay, refine your Wookiee roar, and sharpen your lightsaber skills. That leads me to believe that we are in for a drought of announcements after this onslaught of great television that we're going to get. Yeah. And then uh, probably back in Orlando. Now, if Tim and I do not go to the Orlando one, you can chastise the hell out of us. Because mm-hmm. there is legitimately no excuse for Tim and I not to go to the Orlando one. So 2025, I would assume Orlando, not confirmed, Star Wars Celebration. But I think that means we are in for a dry spell. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be rough. I think the Ubisoft game will be the saving grace. <laughs> I'm re- I, I'm, it's really interesting to see that they're doing this again, where they're taking that year off. I'm trying to think back on what it was like when they did this last time, when there was that year gap. It was it was between movies, wasn't it? It was between like episodes eight and nine, or seven and eight. No, it, was between, they, it was between one of the episodes. They canceled 2020 because of COVID, and they didn't come back until 2020. When was Orlando? When was Orlando last? That was 2017. 18 Star Wars Celebration. Orlando. I want to say it was 2017. Uh, was it 2016? April 13th to 16th, 2017. It was 2017. Yeah, and then after after Orlando was Chicago. 
2019. Went to Chicago in 2019. And then Anaheim in 2022. And then Europe was this year. I have sworn there was a break and not just like a COVID break. I thought it was just like a break. break. There is a break. 17, there's no 2018, and then there's no That's 2020, and then there's no okay. 2020. So it, was, it went from 2017 to 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that yeah, that's it. It makes me feel like we're gonna we're gonna go through like a big Star Wars drought. It, I mean, it feels like in a lot of ways they're just getting the content out that they had in the in the pipeline and then reforming a bit. Uh, probably with Iger coming on, probably with fan reaction to some stuff. Um, also, they can announce stuff at D twenty three, so it's not like we'll be completely. That's true. I always forget about D two three or D twenty three. Yeah, well, it's not like we'd be completely in the dark. We'll have D23, so. Um, and then they also did, um, it wasn't D23, when they had the shareholders meeting, we found out a ton of information. Remember, the weirdest was the shareholders meeting with Disney, and they were like, season 15 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and we're like, wait a minute, oh, Fox, oh, that's weird, coming from Disney. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll see. It's uh, 20, 2025, hoping for Orlando. I I would love that. Uh, having that in our backyard is just so good. What's funny especially is especially with we, Batu and everything. We say yeah, we say in our backyard, but you know what we're gonna do. We're gonna be like, let's make a weekend out of it. Let's go to Disney, and then we'll go to Tim and I go to Celebration, or wives will hang out with the kids by the pool, and then Tim and I will end up going to Galaxy's Edge because you know that'll be a great idea during Star Wars Celebration. It won't be crowded at all, and then. <laughs> Not at all. There's no way in hell. So even though it's in our backyard, we're still, the only thing we're not going to do is get on an airplane. Everything else will be pretty much the same. And so. we'll be able to park our car. Yeah, like you could like take your car and then park yeah. it. So like, that's, that's, that's a big deal. Because then one of us can drive to OCC. I'm assuming mm-hmm. that's where it'll be. That's where it was last time. And it fit really well. There's no other venue that could hold them in Orlando. No, it's, it's massive. Yeah. So it needs a lot of room. Yep. The show you've ne- you haven't seen the show floor, OCC of celebration or OCC. Yeah, you've never been to a celebration. No, I've never been to celebration. Yeah, man, I've seen the the floor plan. It's so cool, dude! Like the props and stuff they have out, like just like oh, the no, I saw last, stuff. Like it was just, I saw last year's. They had that whole stage set that I was freaking out over. There's the the Battle of Endor. They have like the actual like shield generator, and like there's a fucking ATST that's standing outside. The I guy brings out- this rancor every year. It's super cool. You can like sit in the hand and it holds you. I freak out because I, as, as you know, planning events for God knows how long, I love incorporating props into events and trade shows and things like that. That's one of my favorite things to do. So I love when a client comes and they're like, we have this huge budget. I'm like, cool, I'm going to spend it all. Uh, <laughs> so that stuff excites me. You know, I don't like boring trade shows. I hate it. Um, you know, so when GCX budget, like last year with COVID numbers and everything, we had to slash things and it was like heartbreaking to me. Cause that's not like how I, that's not how I like to put on an event. So yeah, I love props and cool things. Like I, old school E3 was the jam when they had the themed boots and stuff like that. Yeah. So we talked, we got answer. really, really hammered after one GCX and we were in the pool and I was just shouting out ideas. I was like, what if for the division? There was like smoke and rubble, and you got like pulled in really by agents idea. to go try the whatever the new thing is. It's like GCX Dark Zone. I don't know. I'm just gonna keep drinking this margarita in a bag that I got at Publix. That sucked. Oh, it was awful. I had the worst headache. I really hammered though. That was the night I I passed out at eight. Yeah, because you went you went uh, buying margaritas for everybody. 
And I was like, who wants Dockside Margs? And it's Disney Springs. It's like, Kevin, we're eating Ghirardelli. We don't no. want a margarita. Who <laughs> <laughs> needs a margarita? <laughs> the girls just want, they just wanted ice cream. For reference, it's the one day of the year that my wife is like, do whatever you want. You want to puke? Go for it. You want to fall asleep early? Go for it. It's the one day a year. Not even my birthday, I can do this. This is the one day a year that I'm just allowed to cut loose. And boy, did I ever. He cut loose. The picture I have of Kevin is him laying in bed with a towel over his forehead. And then Wayne and, and Cam and them left the next morning and didn't even mm -hmm. say I couldn't even say goodbye to them because I passed out. So yep. good times. GCHevent.com. Uh, Make sure you get your tickets today. Do it. Uh, so on the subject that we were talking about before, so Liam Neeson came out and uh, basically said that he's unhappy with the frequency of Star Wars media right I, now. I, I posted this on Facebook and I will say it here. I disagree with the dead Jedi master. I disagree with him, too. But Bad Batch is also kind of proving him right. So, okay, all right, so if I, if you look at it just in the context of the live-action shows, like, don't take the animated, don't, like, okay. Okay, pulling don't put bad, out. Don't put, don't put Bad Batch in this, all right? Okay. Leave leave Rebels and Clone Wars in there, and then, and then but, I mean, like, they were kind of, like, their own ancillary thing, so, like, they were kind of, like, already, like, established. And then you've got all these live-action stuff that have really enhanced the universe. They've really added to, they've helped fix things they've helped add context to certain things um i i don't think i think liam neeson i think what he's looking i think he's talking about i honestly don't know how to defend him i think he's wrong i think i'm just gonna say that i i don't agree with him i don't understand where he's saying that it's diluting star wars because all these have all these shows have done have helped strengthen star wars i think from a storytelling perspective uh other than bad batch filler episodes bad batch filler episodes the bad batch actual story driven episodes that are actually like moving the actual star wars story along have actually been very good and i've enjoyed those okay but that's like four but i still don't see where he's saying that like i do, there have been a couple like filler episodes of mando and even like book of boba fett but i mean like that's it's gonna happen like you're gonna have filler episodes like this just to be expected but at the same time i don't think that dilutes Star Wars. I think having the option to watch all these different shows, like like we said with Andor, like people didn't watch Andor, and then later on they went back and watched all of Andor, and then what happened? Holy shit! This was awesome. This was great. I love this Star Wars show. So, I disagree. I disagree with you, but I do think he has merit to an extent to say that. You disagree uh, with me? No, I disagree with him. Sorry, I'm gonna oh, say him. Okay. I do think he has merit to say that to an extent. Um, I, I, I'm not a hundred percent think he's wrong or right. I think it's somewhere in the middle. Um, you know, my feeling is they've been concentrating on the wrong eras of Star Wars. I will maintain sure. that. Um, I, you know, the cadence of the books and comics is fantastic right now, um, and the quality of most of the shows is up to snuff. But as we're seeing with Bad Batch, there are some snoozers. We saw it with the final season of Clone Wars. There are some snoozers. Uh, and I even would, in Mando, there's some snoozers. I would say the last three movies diluted Star Wars more than the shows have. Last two. Okay. I think The Force Awakens is a very good movie. It's okay. The book was better. Fair. Just, just saying. The book, the book was better than the movie. Because the movie leaves out so much 
Also, it's almost a one-for-one one with episode four. So, like, I have problems with that movie. Um, I really hate that they essentially made another Death Star. Um, it's just the plot in of itself felt very recycled. Um, so, I, I, I have a, that's my frustration with that movie. I understand why they did it. It's still, it's very frustrating. But I, I really think that the movies did more harm to Star Wars than they did than the shows have. If you were, if you really want to look at like what has diluted storytelling, because now we were left with so many plot holes with the la with the six movies that Lucas gave us, and then you end up with three new episodes that open up a whole different can of worms, and you just don't fix it. The transition of Snoke from seven to eight is the biggest mindfuck in the world, and it's not a good one. It's not like that. That was awesome. It was like, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's frustrating. So I would say that the shows have done a really good job of fixing a lot of Lucas's problems, but now we got to go and fix all the other ones that, that JJ and uh, what's his name who did episode eight. They couldn't, they couldn't figure it out. Green. Yeah. Well, it's JJ's fault, not Rand's. Cause JJ well, it's JJ's was... fault for not doing all three. Yeah. Cause he was supposed to do all three and he decided to go do Star Trek instead. And Star Trek was great. I thought he did a great job of Star Trek. It was very good. So, is what it is. But I, you know, there's merit to what he said. I'm not gonna uh, take it away. His exact quote was, uh, "Asked if he would return uh, past a single recent cameo he did with Hugh McGregor's Obi Wan, he definitively said no and gave his reason. No, I'm not." Neeson said, "There's so many spinoffs of Star Wars. It's diluting it to me, and it's taking away the mystery and magic in a weird way." I don't agree with that direct quote. I think it adds to the magic the more you put into it if you do it in the right way. But I will say, you know, we have our fair share of snoozers, but. I mean, any IP that gets flushed out is is it's not going to be perfect. It's little literally impossible. So, <clears throat> agreed. 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 Uh, um, cool. Well, that's all we got today. Uh, so, thank you for tuning in to Star Wars and Scotch, episode one hundred and twenty. When we return next week. We'll have a new episode of Bad Batch, but more importantly, we will have the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 3 to chat about. So uh, things are going to get ramping up here as we just start discussing um, Mandalorian. And, and uh, God, I love that theme song. Season 3. So, uh, Tim. Uh, Darkness429, sure. you can check them out everywhere on the internet at Darkness429, but most importantly, go watch them stream at fb.gg slash Darkness429. He's playing Atomic Heart. Anything else? Uh, you know, just bark off. We're laughing. It's rough out there, dude. It is. It is. The, the, well, we won't go into that. Uh, but uh, fb.gg slash Darkness429, 9 a.m.-ish Eastern every uh, weekday. Uh, and then everything I do is at raredrop.co. If you want to chat with me, KMagic101 on Instagram, Kevin X Vision on Twitter. You've been doing and some we live are Star Wars lately? and Scotch. What? You've been doing some live streams lately? I have. I've been firing up the Twitch channel, doing on the Rare Drop TikTok, played some Atomic Card, going to play some Atomic Card again today. Nice. And uh, yeah, I don't have much time to do it, but I take a little time every week just to hang out and say hello and see some old faces. People are coming in like, you're streaming again. I was like, I've been doing it for three months, but hi <laughs> good to see you too um so yeah it's just like a little high hello and uh once my uh functional trainer gets delivered in march i will set up the rest of my streaming equipment in there as well and maybe do some stuff from home maybe you're i'll play do some workout streams no god no fuck you're no. gonna do workout streams guys you heard it here no. first 
K Magic One Hundred and One is going to become tried to do a. This he's going to be chat. a fitness influencer. Nope. That Whoa. Is my time. That is Kevin. my time. Sound familiar, Tim? That's my time. Man, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Kevin's workouts on Instagram and his. Unfortunately, diet. you're going to have to watch them at either nine o'clock at night or five in the morning. So those are the <laughs> only two terrible. times. No, you know it's right. terrible? Doing one at 9 o'clock at night and then waking up and doing another one at 5 in the morning. That's terrible. Gross. Gotta do what you gotta do. Broom? This, this, this sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex won't build itself. Okay, to... alright, we gotta go. May the force be with you. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.